This is a Rooster Teeth production. Since the late 1990s, a peculiar phone number began circulating amongst websites, newspapers, magazines, and more. It was said that calling this number played an unknown voice counting from 1 to 10. The purpose behind this message and who created it remains a mystery. Today, we dive into the puzzling internet rabbit hole of 1-800-GOLF-TIP. This is Red Web. Welcome back, Task Force, to another episode of Red Web, the show all about internet mysteries. That's our bread and butter, but you know we've stretched our little legs into cryptids, the paranormal, traditional true crime. As always, each week we break down a new mystery. I am your resident mystery enthusiast, Trevor Collins, and joining me with his gut instincts, hearing this mystery for the very first time, Alfredo Diaz. Well, you're going to make sure that the task force gets their meat, potatoes, and veggies. Right. You know, Strong bones, so, strong muscles. Yeah, it can't just be protein all the time. Right. Uh, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess when you think about it, anyone can really just pay to take out an ad in the newspaper. I don't think there's like sure. a huge vetting process type of thing. Right. It's like you pay us, we advertise what you want us to advertise. Mm-hmm. So already I'm like, okay, it's apparently like golf tips. Like is, is that, so I'm thinking in my head, like, I guess the ad is for golf tips and advertising golf tips. That's what it feels like. I mean, that's the, that's the number. Yeah. I do want to say before we get too deep into it, because I can hear the rotary phones going off the hook, right? right? That's what yep. we have here at the HQ. That's, but yeah. I also hear the tippity taps with trace. the smartphones. Harder to trace, right? Um, this number is still live. Oh. However, it is not what we're going to talk about today. It is a not safe for work hotline. It's explicit. So don't go diving in there. And if you do, what? don't tell you, don't say I didn't warn you. What? What do you mean? It's so, it's a, okay. So it's kind of like a sexy hotline. Oh, I, th- I thought yeah. it was like a counting one through 10. Is it like a well, one? It went from two. <laughs> and then it's like the build three. up to three. Like, oh, I love a good three. Four, <laughs> five. Keep it going. Um, no, no, no. Almost there. Six. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Yes. So that's where it is now. Today, right, so there's more depth than I thought. There's a lot of depth. And this one is interesting because it's one of those unique ones that transcended the internet barrier. It started in the early 90s, late 90s area. Yeah. And then leapt onto the internet because a lot of people, as they grew up, I don't know about you, but I did a lot of prank phone calling, goofing around on phone numbers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. trying things out. Like, you know, because like uh, each of the numbers correlates to a letter or a few letters. Right. So you can kind of type in what you want, like maybe 1-800-ALFREDO. What's that going to be? Oh. And see what it says. It's the Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the breadsticks. But so people grew up and then they went to the internet and they yes. said, did anyone else find this number? And that's kind of where we are today. This oh. has so much information all the way up till last year. I love it. Oh, yeah. I love uh, like a mystery that still has some dribbles mm-hmm. in the recent years. I don't know why I said it like that, but mm. here we are. Um, Hands on tangible dribbles. Before we dive into it, yes. and this is just because like generations, I can't, I just can't imagine being the whole like read the newspaper, see a number, dial it, like, you know what right. I mean? Like with the different advertisements. There's some information that might, uh, I mean, your gut instinct is very compelling. But when we get there, you might find some reasoning as to why you yeah. might dial it. But how people found it, I'm with you. I'm not just dialing willy-nilly. Yeah, but I mean, that's how it was back then, it though. Was. You read the newspaper and you dial, you know, certain advertisements that you see, maybe lawn care or something yeah. like that. 
I, I wonder if like decades from now, people are just like, oh, iPhone, like phone touch, calls, the touch screen, physical, I have tangible? my, I have my Google glasses, I have my Think Phone, something like. This. I mean, there's gonna be something right that eventually like leaps the phone, in right. which are like many you know generations right now just right. like this is my like you think thing. i'm in class right now i'm facetiming bay right right i'm brain timing yeah there you go yeah well you gotta also remember let me let me take you back in time to 1999 because there's no caller id people are firing off like it's the early internet anonymity is going crazy it's going wild so since at least 1999, people online have been searching for answers about this strange phone number that they came across as children in the 90s in one discussion on this specific phone number from 2010, you have Reddit user 606. We're going to hear a lot from this user. They talked about this mystery for years. So bless them for keeping this thing alive and updating. So 606 wrote on the subreddit WTF that they and their friends would call various 1-800 numbers with different phrases to see what would happen. Now, in my notes here, I've got Gen Z Jillian's research coalesce, distill down the sippy cup of knowledge beyond the, the knowledge, right. you know? And it says here, because it's a bit of an opinion part, many kids would do this often, and I don't understand why, but they would do it with funny or grotesque terms. I just don't get it. <laughs> and I go, as a, as a child of the 90s, I understand. Right, yeah. Right? You can just start tippy-tap typing away 100%. and see where it takes you. Yep. You know? Yeah. It might be a toll number, but you're not hitting the bill. Nope. Not but at yeah. All. It was a pastime for us stick and hoop kids. Yes. <laughs> stick and hoop. So user 606 claimed that their friend was the one who stumbled across 1-800-GOLF-TIP. The friend had learned about the number through word of mouth as it was being passed along by friends of friends of friends of friends of friends. One of those viral elementary stories that yeah. kind of just makes Hits the leap. Hits the schoolyard all of a sudden. It's everywhere. Yep. Absolutely. When they called the number, instead of receiving a golf tip like you'd expect, they heard somebody with what they believed to be a, a South Asian accent counting from 1 to 10. In 606's thread from 2010, commenters recall calling this very number as far back as the 1980s. Ooh. So it's one of those things that immediately sparked intrigue. And still going? And is still going. And what? people were like, I heard this too. Everyone's coming to the table going, I thought this was really niche, but it turns out it was just one of those things that was common knowledge among the kids. That's the beauty about like the internet like today is is the fact that you can have this, what you think is very intimate like event that happened to you. Mm -hmm. And then everyone else, you realize tons of people have experienced oh, yeah. it, right? Nothing's better until like pull it back. Nothing's better than nowadays when you search for something and you're trying to fix something, whatever it be your computer or whatever it is, you search for it and you're like, oh, thank God, someone asked this question yes. in 2014. A very specific yeah. problem. And there's like eight answers yeah. and it still applies to this well, day. Well, hold it's on. Like, oh. There's one answer and then there's eight people going, I have the same problem for like true, three pages. True. Majority of people are Don't like... Don't do that. I, yeah. <laughs> Don't go me too. Like, I get it. I know you also have it, but you're not... I'm scrolling through a bunch of people. Also I mean, I guess it could, if it's a forum, bring it back to the top. I guess it does bump it, but it then there's there's it. forum rule. Anyway, I'm getting but it. You take me back. But that's the thing. I want to just kind of get into it because a lot of people now grew up with the internet. And I certainly in my late or like, I guess, uh, around 10 to 13 range started to get yeah. that dial up going. So, you know, chat rooms and whatnot. But I also remember vividly just before the internet, 
how things would jump from elementary school to elementary school and how kids would like suddenly like it was like we were all a connected hive mind without the internet. And so there was this magic to it all. Like how did people know the same gimmicks, the same games, the same yeah. limericks? And nowadays it's all on the internet. And so people go, oh, it's because of the internet. Somehow things hit the zeitgeist and enter this Very really social hive mind. And it's, I loved that, like, like thinking on that. Like how did everyone know and this was actually not good for the item itself, but how mm. did everyone know, like, if a Nintendo cartridge didn't work, blow on the cartridge? Ooh, that's a good one. So the people were just like, yeah, you just blow on it. Right. Task yeah, I guess Force. they were just passed on by word of mouth. Right. Task Force, I'm not thinking of any good examples off the top of my head, and you guys are great. Hit us up on social or wherever you listen to us, at Red Web Pod. Let us know if there was something that was kicking around your school that was like, how did this come here? It's common knowledge. Yeah. We don't know how it leapt here, and it was exactly. everyone knew. Give me more examples. But... Coming back to it, across the internet, many people had the same discussion, wondering what this number was for, or asking themselves, does anyone else know or even remember this phone number? And this is where the magic of the internet comes to play, where you're like, oh my God, everyone also had this very niche question, as you were saying. Yeah. So discussions on the number can even be found in some strange places, such as in 2005, there were forums on the Tribe magazine, it's a Canadian art magazine, they had forums for that magazine. There was forums for the Honda Civic in particular. If you're a, a gearhead and you love cars, yeah. there's definitely some niche forums oh, yeah. there. But in 2008, car forums were talking about this. So it made the rounds in the generals. Huh. Okay. So it leaped beyond mm -hmm. uh, just like, I guess, random discussion. Forum. It, it transcended trend or hobby. Okay. Yeah. There were other threads in forums all across Reddit. We've talked about 4chan that have asked... What is 1-800-GOLF-TIP? What was its purpose? What's behind it? Is it sinister? Is it an ARG? Is it, you know, what is it? Many have said that the person counting would stop and take a breath while counting. It's interesting that this is one of the details people remember, but when they debate about it, a lot of people are like, no, the pause was between numbers six and seven. What is it? I was just about to ask that. Yeah. Where was the pause? Where's the pause? Okay. And that's where you have almost like a Mandela effect where some people are like adamant. Between six and seven, there was definitely a pause, and others are saying, no, 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 it was between seven and eight. Yeah, see, that's a difficult thing, because, you know, I'm wondering, is someone answering? It's probably automated, right? I like, would hope so. Maybe it, maybe they were taking a pause because it's somebody answering the phone right, all day, and they're like, like oh, okay, here we go. I've counted ten about 300 times a day. Yeah. Uh, One, two, <laughs> three. <laughs> Yeah, I was more so to think like it's probably not live. It's probably automated. Yeah. But then also like if it is with different recordings, why do different recordings? Just do one and that's it. Right. Well, that's the thing. And when it comes to the recording, I spoke offline to Christian, uh, man in the chair, our producer here. Hello. And uh, he's got that sultry voice. And All right. <laughs> oh, there's some more. Now, I was wondering <laughs> if we could get this recording into the episode. I don't know if there's copyright issues or whatever, but it turns out... This recording seems lost to time, and a lot of the recordings you can find are either snippets, it's unverifiable if it's the original, if it's people remaking it, and so unfortunately this is one of those mysteries we can't bring to you like we would want to, but there is something later on that we can listen to that's part of this mystery. I mean, it's so repeatable. You're just counting yeah. to ten. Right, with a pause somewhere between right. six, seven, and eight. Choose whatever pause you want. Right. Boom. Done. Choose your own adventure. So... In recounting this counting, people talking about their experiences with this phone number, many people would also stay on the line. And after a moment of silence, after this counting from 1 to 10 was done, 
people would report hearing a loud siren-like noise. Some would describe it as kind of like a scream. One anonymous member on 4chan said that they left it playing, the phone number, for 12 whole minutes before the siren started to play. User 606 and many others didn't get any answers, but users online have been desperate for said answers. Of course. Many who remember calling the number are actually from Canada, and they recall that there was also a billboard advertising this very phone number. Additionally, many people reported calling from a payphone so they could just leave the thing off the hook and kind of come back. I don't know how payphones work, but I feel like you got to throw a lot of quarters in if you're going to let it sit for 12. I mean, also, someone's going to come up and use the damn payphone. Right. They're going to go, what is this? One, two, three, Sesame Street here? Click. Right. So someone actually like put money behind it, right? Yes. It's, it's money to get it into the newspaper. And it's mm -hmm. money to put it on a billboard. Absolutely. Someone's, someone's some, put some cash behind it. And we're starting to get a locale too. So we know there's yeah. cash in play, there's advertisements, and there's a locale. Specifically, a lot of these were being reported around St. Catherine, Ottawa, and Toronto. All worth mentioning are cities in Ontario, Canada. So there's your locale for what it's worth. Those being from St. Catherine reported seeing the billboard in their city. And this billboard featured a golf ball, a club, some grass, and the sky, as well as the number, of course, in giant yellow 3D letters. Those who remembered seeing this billboard claimed that it was above a movie theater. So the more details that come out, as with every internet mystery, yeah. the more confusion, the more questions. None of this Sounds seems like to seem... like a pretty straightforward advertisement. Right. But does um, any of it click together? Not for yet. you. What do you like? I'm not feeling anything yet. No, I'm just like, okay, someone is just kind of messing around with yeah. an advertisement. Um, going back and thinking back, you said this number is still live, right? It's still live. Obviously, warning the task member uh, out there. Uh, it's at your own risk. I mean, it'll probably toll you too. So if you're looking True. for a good bill, um, uh, you know. So, how do we not know? I was thinking about this now, putting it together. Yeah. How do we not know when the pause is? Or does it not do the counting anymore? It doesn't do the counting anymore. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. I thought as much. I yeah, to double check. That's the thing, and we'll we'll kind of dabble a little bit more with that because now that's the background as we like to talk about the history, the background. Now let's talk about the investigation because this is where the internet, as always, comes to play. I've always stood by the idea that the internet is essentially the next frontier in investigation. It's maybe not as powerful as something as DNA analysis or fingerprinting or whatever, but I love the idea of a hive mind with many people like the task force with many different backgrounds and experiences. Man, they all came to play, by the way, showing us what they were doing when they were listening, just to see oh, what yeah. everyone is doing while they're listening to these mysteries. It, it just awesome. shows the breadth of experience. I love it. It was a good time. Yeah. So with that said, let's dive into the details that get uncovered as the internet starts to look back on this and investigate. So there's a popular thread on the subreddit RBI by the user Oh I Get Jokes in 2018 that helped spark a lot of investigation into exactly what 1-800-GOLF-TIP was. For what it's worth, and I know we've talked about it before, it's one of my faves, RBI is an acronym for Reddit Bureau of Investigation. It gets What? Oh yeah. It gets cross-posted <laughs> to the, to the uh, Red Web community subreddit all the time. When uh, people go there to either start asking questions or to look closer at things and it's essentially just a bunch of other task force members oh, doing their thing that's pretty cool yeah so sometimes threads on there go viral sometimes they're just discussions but this is uh, where they posted this number to start looking into it 
In this particular thread, and the follow-up posts in 2019 and September 21st of 2022, Reddit users were able to coalesce previously known facts and greatly expand on the information known at the time, and this led to further research. So I gave you three dates there, two years and one specific date. We're going to break down each of those at a okay. time. So let's let's go specifically into 2018 and talk about what came from that year. Really recent. Very. So user oh i get jokes wrote similarly to the previous user that we discussed and they added that they saw the billboard in their town of saint catherine once again by a movie theater it's unknown if there were any more billboards or who purchased them at the time but they were basically stamping a fact it was a billboard one thing that they noted was that many people including their friends at the time called the number just to let it ring just to see what it was all about seemed like a funny number at least yeah but this is where Jillian reiterates, it's unknown why people thought to do that, but hey, you're young and you're bored, you're going to call a couple numbers. Right. I mean, back then we didn't have the internet and so many different things to grab your attention, like mm -hmm. billboards worked, you know what I mean? More so than they do now. Right. Remember the billboards that would like have the little pieces that rotated? Oh, yeah. And it would become different billboards? They're like dynamic billboards? Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Now they're all TV screens or whatever. That's true. But I mean... It's more modern. Phone calling was such a big thing that Comedy Central had a whole show with puppets about crank calls. You're right. So, I mean, like, it was a thing. Crank think, phone calls were a huge thing. I don't know if they still are, but, you know. No, not anymore. Not with it's just caller ID and traceability. Caller ID and, like, you have phone companies or, like, the phone uh, brand in general that have, like, you like tools mm -hmm. to help block numbers. Yep. I mean, now it's so advanced you could spoof numbers. Yeah, that's... Wild out there. That is very true. So coming back to 2018, Reddit user Kunalindi actually found an archived article, and it's one of the earliest known mentions anywhere about the phone number 1-800-GOLF-TIP. This article stemmed back to 1993. Holy. Oh yeah. And it was for a school newspaper for Carleton University in Ottawa called The Charlatan. Now, I'm going to text my girlfriend right now because she spent a lot of her time growing up in Ottawa. I'm very curious if she'd heard of this, and I'll see if she reports back before we stop recording. But in this article, it says, quote, six things we like, three things we hate, and one thing we just don't care about. 1-800-GOLF-TIP is number one. The oldest discussion known online as well, uh, and this comes back to Usenet in 1999, a very, very rudimentary early iteration of what amounted to be the internet. We've talked about Usenet and some other internet mysteries, but it's basically a way for people to talk through computers, through oh, an interface. Okay. I'm just liking it to similar to the internet, right? Right. So hold on. Okay. So this is like an article. Okay. So that's talking about just, yeah, I guess advertisements in general. I, the context is very strange. It's just so weird. Yeah. It's like here's an article. These mm -hmm. are the advertisements we like, we don't like, and just don't I mean, I guess people like making lists. People like reading lists. I mean, the lists are a huge thing it's now. Just, it's just so weird. To, like, imagine like a magazine today with that has is riddled with ads. Yep. And there's an article in it, or just a little like a page, just like the advertisements we like, don't like, and don't care about. It's yeah, weird. It's, it's weird to me. It is odd. If it's how I'm picturing it, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. So, so there's the article from '93, and then there's an online discussion in 99 for just to clarify yep but in this discussion people are kind of sharing their paranoia about this particular phone number i'm not exactly sure what's so sinister about it but i think it's simply not knowing 
not being able to look up who owns it or who whatever i mean it's just counting that's true why would somebody count what's behind it what's I the mean, motive who knows i mean that's where you can spiral but at the end of the day i'm just like it's exactly it. i count the count there's a breath <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta mention the breath mm -hmm. long pause siren done i think the siren for me is what makes it kind of freaky if it's suddenly I just heard this really sultry one through ten, and then I'm like, maybe I want to hear eleven and twelve. Like, when's that coming? I mean, you know? I, I could be wrong about this, but I like I don't think advertising in newspapers was that expensive. How some billboards, especially if it's like more in the middle of nowhere, they're what thousands of dollars to actually like rent out. I'm sure they are. Yeah. I mean, to your point, it was a plot device in so many shows that people were right. like, I'll just throw an advertisement in the newspaper. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was. And, and so it's like, find a whole class of money, but it's not like you got to be damn rich to advertise mm -hmm, on. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you know, so uh, it's, it's what I'm trying to get at is that it's cheap enough for someone like with either savings or a decent income, it's be like, I'm gonna play a joke. It opens it up. Yeah, it opens yeah. it up to a broad the pool. The barrier to mm -hmm. entry is a lot lower you than you think about. That, I yes, I agree. But coming back to it here, as we see the evolution of 1-800-GOLF-TIP, we flash forward just a little bit to Reddit user totally TJ, who found a website then, 1-800-GOLF-TIP.com. Again, I don't know if it's live or not, you know, tread carefully if you're going to start clicking around, calling That's around, whatever. Funny. But yeah, and that website simply asks for the visitors to submit their memories of the number through a form, though the purpose of these forms is unknown, and it doesn't appear that the owner even monitors the email associated with the website. So now, again, this, this mystery hasn't transcended only in a discussionary way. It has trans transcended to become an internet mystery. It is now a website. Do we know when this website was at least discovered? Yes. So the domain is privately registered and we could not find any information about the current owner, but we do know that the website was registered on March 21st, 2018, several months before Oh, I Get Jokes' popular Reddit thread. However, there is an earlier, and it's the earliest archived version that we could find, version of this website that goes to, you know, if you go back to the right Wayback Machine, yep. you can kind of see archived websites. The earliest one is from 2011. So, uh, I mean, it's late enough that it could have just been someone trying to outsource experiences. Maybe. I, I think what happened was so, there was a transfer of ownership. Uh, because the original version of the website had large green text counting to 10 and a button that said, again, which simply refreshed the page, counting would continue, just like the phone number. So maybe it was a fan, maybe it was somebody who indulged in it. Yeah. And then later, whether it was the same person or not, they just start going. It kind of reminds me of the Happy Valley Dream Survey. It's just a thing that's out there asking for your memories and it doesn't give you right. anything back. So who knows what it is. Now. I mean, whether it's just like someone that's a fan of the mystery and they create a site around it. Yeah. I mean, this is quite elaborate in terms of like the different platforms, mm -hmm. right? You can call it, you can see it on a billboard in real life. There's even a website. And a newspaper clipping. Yeah. So there's like time and dedication to this. Yeah. Oddly enough. And so far, it's gotten us nowhere mm -hmm. except teaching us how to count from one to ten. Many times. Yeah. It's it's definitely feels like a dedicated thing. Like either one person is keeping this thing alive for many years or it just became so viral that fans of it kept it going. 
but the fans themselves never came out and were like, right. I made me. this site. Mm -hmm. It's me. They You're, just put yeah. things out. Like making a geocities.com slash 1-800-GOLF-TIP and it, anybody could have done that. True. So following the first Reddit thread in 2018, there's YouTuber Barely Sociable. We've talked about him before in one of my favorite YouTube channels. He gets very in the weeds and does a lot of investigative journalism, but he made a video covering Golf Tip and even more information came in from that. Not only his discussion about the mystery, but also within the comments section of his video. So Barely Sociable found the owner of the number to be Mayfair Communications, though it appears that it was absorbed by or a subsidiary of Primetel. Very little information can be found on Mayfair, and it turns out that they may have had their own sort of mystery, maybe another mystery for another day. But both companies are based out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So now we have a totally different locale, but not too far, if you will, as the crow flies from Ottawa, Toronto, everything. So the number was last updated per his investigation, December 11, 2011. And before that, the last update was January 20th, 1998 three years after the article was published in the school newspaper. I love this kind of stuff. Trying to connect all these dots. So now we got a company behind it? So we're entering a territory with these dates yeah. that it feels like the number, to me, and we'll talk more about it, so maybe like you'll kind of... handoff. It feels like... A, of ownership. Yes, it feels like a handoff. Or it's very reminiscent of this very time period where people would park websites, I think this company could be parking a phone number. Maybe it lapsed in ownership for whoever was the origin, or maybe they were the origin, I don't know, the original owners, but either way, they came to own it. I like to think that it lapsed, because what is the company doing with it? Mm -hmm. Or it's something that they kicked up and then put like a placeholder audio cue, which was the counting, and then ditched it completely. Yeah. Well, either way, it is unknown if there was an owner before Mayfair and Primetel got into play, so that's where, again, I'm with you. I, my gut instinct says probably, just based on what I'm about to say. The company itself is known for hoarding 1-800 numbers, such as Golf Tip, oh. and redirecting them to the same explicit hotline. And so when you start to scoop up all these viral numbers, you start to funnel them down into your money makers, your pay to listen or pay to, what is it called? Pay by minute or whatever. But yeah, Prime tells owners also own these hotlines. And in 2010, they owned 1.9 million out of the 7.8 million possible 800 number combinations worth around $100 billion. Oh, uh, that's just a business I've never even thought right? of. Right? Well, like, uh, yeah, that makes, when you look, when you break it down, just distill it into a sippy cup, right? <laughs> really piece it out. I Look, that's tasty juice. There's a lot of good <laughs> juice. Like I, I make it makes sense. Yeah, scoop up all the one eight hundred numbers. If you got a good chunk of it, at that point, it's like, yeah, you can sell them off. You're worth something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think now you'll understand maybe why this is very similar to parking websites, which a lot of people do. Like to not oh, yeah. ransom is too hard of a word, but to basically go. Well, if you want BestBuy.com, which I scooped up in 2001, you're going to have to pay the big bucks. Because yeah. I know you're a big company or whatever. Interestingly enough, right, to, to verify what I'm talking about, the company definitely owns many internet domains with common words, many of those including the word free or including the word babies, interestingly enough. 
Okay. Yeah. No, that adds up. Yeah. That makes sense. Oddly enough. Oddly enough. What a weird business. Yeah. But hey, people try to make money off of anything. It's true. I mean, there's a business for just about anything. And I guess I just don't think much about phone numbers. Uh, a business that a lot of people are doing, like, because, you know, people are doing from home businesses, mm -hmm. is like a lot of stuff that you see on Amazon is like... Oh, you're talking drop shipping? Is that what it's called? Well, yeah, that's well, you see, you see an item on Amazon and it's like, oh, okay. Then you actually like check what it's worth in like bulk. And it's oh, like, yeah. it's like, oh, this item is $15 on Amazon, but you can buy it in bulk by the hundreds or thousands. And it's like a dollar. Right. And you could do literally. So one of the things too is like, if you buy something on Amazon, most likely it's, you know, from the company, but sometimes it's from a third party. Cause yes. a lot of people forget is that you can sell stuff on Amazon. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, there's a lot of third parties. I used to sell my old phones on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Arkham is used, undercut the market, because I'm just like, I'm just trying to sell it. I'm not trying right. to... Right, exactly. You know? So, I mean, there's a lot of people that are just like, okay, I'm going to take all these, like, factory-made huge bulk items yep. and then just sell them on Amazon. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's a huge thing right now. And uh, before you even think about, oh, easy money, drop shipping ain't going to get you anywhere. Don't try it. Don't get into it. It's yeah. kind of scammy. But, yeah, people will go to, like, you know, a wholesaler of any kind, yeah. scoop up a bunch of something, yep. and then put up a storefront, connect the storefront to their wholesaler, and then they'll right. just try to hands off and be like, easy money, but good luck catching any wind, right? Um, True, that's the thing is but yeah. catching wind. But yeah, that's that's totally something that happens. If I'm using that term correctly, I, it's, it's either way that happens. And before we get too far away from it, that's the end of like the investigation of 2018. Okay. You know, very reminiscent of the South 32, as Christian reminded me, like, mystery that we talked about with mysterious websites, kind of digging into the information. But before we get into 2019 and that information, I did want to shout out ourselves. Because on March 9th, huh? you brought up the sippy cup of knowledge. Oh, what? You and I are going to sit down for 45 minutes to an hour. Oh, yeah. We're going to launch the sippy cup of knowledge to the task force. You can come get them. Every single pre-order that happens during this live stream, as we are doing a like a little live shopping experience, we're right. going to imbue these cups with knowledge. Yeah, and I got so much knowledge mm -hmm. to put into these cups. Absolutely. What does that knowledge look like? It could be scary facts. It could just be reading out little uh, little bits of knowledge from this show and yeah. elsewhere. I'm, I Tuck just, a little piece of paper in there to make sure you know the facts is legitimate. I mean, I'm going to be writing stuff from Ron... Mm -hmm. ah. Howdy. So, <laughs> hey, 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 you. Yeah, you. <laughs> hey, you. What, me? Yes, you. Oh, my God. It's talking to me. Yeah. Put me down. Put, put the cup down. Okay. <laughs> that, that's what I'm So, less knowledge. Okay, so, there's knowledge, and then there's <laughs> and just And then there's just going to be random <laughs> stuff written on it. <laughs> yeah. Don't so, do that. Hell yeah, do that. <laughs> so Maybe anyway, we shouldn't. <laughs> if you want knowledge in your cup, if you want your cup to come pre pre imbued with knowledge and whatever Fredo puts in it <laughs> to cloud your mind, come hang out with us. <laughs> do stuff like right in the front. This is Christian, and then you turn around. That's like not, it's just me, Alfredo. That's not me. <laughs> Chris is off to the side. No, it's not. It's gonna be just whatever comes out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> You've been warned, Task Force. Yeah. Trust that everyone that you get is gonna have just imbued with something. juicy knowledge or something. Or something. Or something. <laughs> or something. If you, especially if you get it during that window. But anyway, just a little self shout out. Watch our socials for how to get in on that live stream. But we're gonna make sure that wherever you can find our content. Uh, or video content, you'll mm -hmm. be able to find this stream. March 9th is the day. Mark your calendars. March 9th. March 9th. March 9th. 
All right, self-promo out of the way. A little ad hoc one. I normally do that in the break between mystery. But let's move on to 2019. A lot of more juicy details to put into that nice new cup of knowledge you got coming. So 2019, user Oh I Get Jokes also found a YouTube commenter on Barely Sociable's video, their name, number 5ESS. This commenter explained the siren or that screaming noise that played after repeated counting. Oh I Get Jokes said it sounded pretty much exactly like the tone, meaning, quote, no such number, also nicknamed Crybaby. Basically to say that there's a specific tone, I think it was designed by Bell Labs, to be a, quote, pleasing yet distinctive and arresting sound for Bell Systems users. Something that would be distinctive in tone because they, they wanted people to quickly recognize it. So when you hear a dial tone, like, yeah. you know what that means. It means the phone line is hot, but you aren't calling anybody. Yep. This is a different tone designed to be recognizable, not too off-putting, but it basically tells you the number has disconnected and it's dialing the number again. Something of that nature. Did I get that right, Christian? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was developed by this this telecom company, Bell Labs, to basically, like you're saying, be used by those who have lines that were made by that company. Yes. So that, yeah, they can have bas basically a custom yeah. tone that yeah. was like a unique identifier for that company. Yeah, they also, oh, Bell so was I mean, all over the place. They were like a monopoly on the right. telecoms. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's more like a tone then. I get like it was yeah. probably... It sounded like a siren, but really mm -hmm. it's a tone. That being said, you said the tone was to signify that it's trying to reconnect again. Does it eventually reconnect? That's that's the question I have that's still kind of like hard to decipher because it is such a, a, a niche and unique code. It is referred to as the no such number thing, which is basically like, doo, 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 the number you have tried to reach is not available yeah. at this time. That is that's meaning, that means, thanks, that means the number is off the hook. It is not live anymore. I think this tone is to indicate that in some way the call was dropped and it's trying to redial it, but it might keep disconnecting. But it's right. basically a known phone error, not super common. So it's interesting to have that tone diagnosed because maybe it means one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Phone disconnects, tries to recall. Maybe it fails. Maybe you hang up. It's basically saying it's not just a siren. It's not something scary. Right. It's a known thing. That's not, not like a disconnected line. Right. Which to me kind of helps settle some of the potential sinister undertones. Right. Right. So coming back to the 2019 update that Oh I Get Jokes provided, they shared that Montreal-based musician Peabody had the only known recording of the phone call and used it as a sample in their song from 1994. So users online took this song, removed all the music to isolate this tone, right, and used it to then recreate to the best of their ability what you would hear if you called Golf Tip. I'm going to play the full thing for you, Fredo, but Task Force, you're going to hear simply that siren that has been isolated. We're going to play that for you now, and then Fredo, I'm going to play you the whole thing. So, you heard some of the counting that yeah, they recreated. They got the counting. But the siren, what do you feel about that? Sounds more like an old school sci-fi like sound cue. Yeah. Like, right. I'm like, oh, okay. It's like Fry in Futurama when he's when he thinks he's a robot and he and he starts going. Yeah. He's like coming towards. It. So it's like we're told, you know, we're it's described as a siren, then classified as like a tone. 
but mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. just sounds like a weird like te- like a cheap TV show audio cue. Yeah. For something that's like being weird or goofy. Yeah. It definitely sounds very analog, but I don't know what would make that sound. I don't know. Basically, now maybe with that sound in mind, and it's as close as we're going to get to the original phone call siren, but with that sound in mind, I guess I can see why people would have a little bit of paranoia when talking about this in the 90s. When it's fresh on the mind, there's literally no answers. It's kind of unsettling if you don't know anything else about it. Yeah. I mean, I would just think it's, okay, it's weird, and that's it. Yeah. Like, who else is going to be able to break this down? Mm Mm-hmm. So coming back to the YouTube commenter, who seems to, based on their name and based on their understanding of this tone, maybe they know a lot about radio and phone and, and whatnot, but they also themselves shared a number that if you called it, it had almost the exact same recording as the old original 1-800-GOLF-TIP. That number with the same disclaimer as we've said before is 229-430-0002. Though the purpose of this number and why this person has it, did they find it, did they make it, I don't know. It's all unknown. But when we called the number, it repeated the count only three times, then played our cell phone provider's message saying that the number was unavailable. So it did a more modern version of that siren, which is to say, this number is not, I'm just so confused by that. How was it able to do the counting yeah. And then say it's not a number. Right, because then it would just say it's not a number. Mm-hmm. There isn't really like a count and then number. Yeah. Like, how do you splice that in? I don't know. As, Unless it's a recording, like purposeful, to like give the illusion. True. Like if you're, in- I guess you like you actually it does it does an automatic pickup, right? An automated pickup mm-hmm. then plays a recording. Yeah. Interesting. The thing is, that's unfortunate, is that with the internet also. And like also comes like a huge plethora of resources on how to do things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And with that, it makes it so easy to like mimic and imitate things. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Spamming and spoofing is easier than ever. And so, yeah, I mean, you always have to look at something like this with an inquisitive eye. And again, it's nice to reflect on the on the tone and go, okay, maybe this is why people were paranoid. But what's fascinating about this otherwise relatively pleasant mystery, it's not too dark, is like just how, to your point, how deep the internet was able to go into this one, uncover so many more details, maybe not find an answer, but they certainly found a lot. So through Oh I Get Jokes posts here in 2019, more theories and more possible answers emerged. We're going to talk about some of those here in a bit, including Golf Tip's purpose at one point in time. That leads us very nicely to the year 2022, and the potential PGA involvement, PGA being the, uh, I don't know what like, it stands for, but like the big golf association. The big association. golf association? Like yeah. the PGA? Uh-huh. Okay. Like the PGA Tour. Professional Golfers Association. Got it. Let's talk about it now. One of the most commonly asked questions regarding this tip line is who created it and why? Of course. In the most recent update of Oh, I Get Jokes, by the way, thank you for staying on top of this All and right, continuing yeah. the updates over the years. So they shared their theory and some answers regarding some of the remaining questions that have been out there. This points to a 2019 article by the Payphone Project pointing to the PGA as an accidental creator for this tip line. What? Yeah, let's talk about it. So the PGA organized a hotline which would be active for one weekend which can also be referred to as a trunk line. I've never heard of this before, but trunking is a technology for providing network access to multiple clients simultaneously by sharing a set of circuits, carriers, 
channels or frequencies instead of providing individual circuits or channels for each client. It ultimately gives companies access to create hotlines that can reach a multitude of employees at once versus needing individual extensions, which can get very hairy, very expensive. Yes. So point is the PGA put out a phone number that would be hot and active for one weekend. In the December 3rd, 1994 issue of the Tampa Tribune, there was a promoted number 1-800-GOLF-TIP, which gave golfers access to about 100 or so PGA members offering golf tips. This is what the little snippet said. Golfers nationwide can receive golf tips today and Sunday via a toll-free instruction hotline presented by the PGA of America and USA Today. The hotline featuring nearly 100 PGA members is being offered in conjunction for the Tommy Armour PGA Teaching and Coaching Summit in New Orleans. Call 800-GOLF-TIP. Tom McCrary, teaching professional at River Hills, is playing host to an open house at his teaching center today and Sunday. Might be a totally different thing there, but that's what the whole snippet says. What a weird advertisement. Right. Like, I'm trying to, in my mind, kind of like put myself in an ecosystem that's similar, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I love basketball. I love mm -hmm. FPS, like first-person shooter Would games. Would you call 1-800-BALL-TIPS? That's what I'm saying. Like, what do you, like... Well, what's, what's, right. what's silly? What's, I need tips on my balls. No, it was, uh, We need yeah, ball tips. Funny funny email I saw. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So yeah. he's working on other things right. during the show. So if, if I'm to call, <laughs> yeah. so if I'm call this number uh -huh, to get a uh -huh. tip for my ball... Right. Funny email. Yeah. <laughs> Another one. Dang, this guy's <laughs> chatting away. Man, that's so many emails. And it's just like, can you give me some tips for my ball? Right. Right? Like... I've got this ball. It needs a tip. Curious. Like, how many tips do I get? Mm -hmm. And is it only the tip? Right. Or, do you, or is, does more experience or, come with yeah. it? Yeah. Or is there, or is the tip like elaborated? Right. You know? Elongated. Like, yeah. Or is it one sentence or is it like. Is there, is there, is there length or girth to the tips that I'm getting? Sure. But <laughs> the analogy is getting a little specific, <laughs> Christian. <laughs> but like, if I needed basketball tips. Right. I just, just so weird to just be like, hey, what's up? I play, Hey, I'm Reggie Miller. I, I got I, a tip for your ball. Like, I play basketball. I'm in the small forward position. Right. Right hand dominant. Like what, like, what am I talking? Like, you know right, what I mean? Right. Like, what? Follow what, through. What can you? Keep your arms straight. Rip it me? and rip it, you know? Yeah. Like. I don't know. You know what? We could put we so could put some weird. Fredo facts when we when we stream the knowledge cup. We can have some one eight hundred Fredo tips going <laughs> oh, in these oh, cups. Yeah, uh, you can write down. You know, grip it and rip it is a good one. That I've heard <laughs> you say before. Work. You know, but just common knowledge. Yeah, always I'll put believe, scary never knowledge. achieve. Right. I'll put. I'll, okay. I'll put some knowledge <laughs> that like will, will kind of like inspire some eerie feelings, some some yeah. scary stuff, and you'll just put innocuous like. What? Common sense stuff. It's just you know, you know like like on the front, Pop what off. killed the dinosaurs behind it, the ice age. Right, right. <laughs> and that's facts because it's in the knowledge cup. Christian, are you what's going on? That's a serious podcast. A lot of emails. Over here with the just a lot of emails. I'm excited for Alfredo's facts. <laughs> Tips. <laughs> Tips. Yeah, yeah. Over here with the chuckles. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, what this feels like to me though, and this is, you know, young millennial. I'm going to keep throwing young in front of me as long as I can. <laughs> Straddling the age of the internet, this feels like a, a, an early version of engagement with your community, right? It feels like an AMA, an Ask Me Anything, where 
Experts can go online and be reached out to, answer questions. Instead, no internet, you got phone numbers. Reach out, we got 99 PGA Pro members ready to give you some tips. I mean, if anything, it's just cool to talk to a pro, I guess. I think it's very cool. Hmm. And maybe the number lapsed very quickly after that weekend because PGA is like, I don't, I don't care. So it, did the they over. just like decide like, hey, let's just get that number and it just don't happen to be a number that was previously in use? I think this is the the potential origin. So this is part of the investigation. People have dug into it and they're like, well, because this is coming out in 94, December 94, right. maybe this is the origin. And but, they just, no. So what? They replaced it with someone counting and then the siren? Someone did. Like, I don't know. That's That's a very interesting point there. And maybe it's just a very, maybe a local, I don't know. Because again, you know, we're talking about this being a trunk line. I don't know how that operates. I don't know whose error codes get into play, but maybe the one through 10 plus the siren is just a very, very niche phone error. Right. I don't know. Like maybe that was just it being technically offline before someone scooped it up again. True. But again, then people like are talking about hearing this number in the 80s. And I don't know if that's like maybe there's misremembering. <sighs> or, yeah. I mean, do we have any proof of that? I don't know. You know, like. Well, we'll talk about this kind of more in the theories, this potential angle, okay. I think. But there's a few more deets before we get to the theories, though. The number was also promoted December 1st, 1994, in the issue of USA Today, as mentioned in this kind of article. USA Today was apparently a partner in bringing this number to the masses. The interesting thing to note here, though, is that the articles mention this service only being available for the weekend of December 3rd and 4th in 1994 from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. After the weekend of the PGA use, the ownership of the number becomes a question. It's kind of what we were passing around, like that's where it becomes very nebulous. And there's no confirmation on who possessed the ownership of the line after the designated weekend, after the PGA operated it. And until Mayfair acquired it, that's a huge gray zone, which is why I'm kind of spitballing. Maybe it's a very but, weird but, error. But I feel like it, it has to be the origin, right? Because like the PGA advertised it, mm -hmm. used it. Mm -hmm. Then you have someone like, was it USA Today? USA Today also promoted it. Right, they promoted time. it. I'm mm -hmm. sure they checked it. You know what I mean? I'm sure, yeah. They uh, owned so, it. So at that Definitely. point, it's like, it's there, it's functional, it's in use. Yeah. I think it is more so after that when it was just discarded, right. left behind. It would be Someone like... Someone scooped it up and went, yeah. this was once a popular number. I'm just going to throw some things into, you know, or into a recording and then advertise it places. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how it got to a billboard for when it's just one weekend, especially when it's hitting publications days before or days of it being live. So that part's interesting. Again, we'll talk about things more in the theory section here in just a moment. But yeah, I think what it feels like is what you're saying. Regardless of the, the gray zone between the PGA and Mayfair is we wanted the number. We grabbed cats.com and then we used it for the weekend and then we threw it to the wind. Yep. And then whoever caught it from there, it's basically to say maybe the PGA started the mystery, but they certainly didn't plan for it to become one. I, I, I completely am on that track. Yeah. What is up, Task Force? It's Trevor, as always, coming right to you in this small pause in the mystery to talk about the goings on of Red Web. And this time we go into it in, at length here in the episode. So I'm going to keep it brief. Mark your calendars. March 9th. Sippy Cup of Knowledge goes on presale. And... Fredo and I will be streaming the whole thing for an hour. So if you buy during that live stream, you can come watch us, hang out with us. We are going to imbue your sippy cup with 
actual task force knowledge and then send it your way. So if you want to see that, head to the Rooster Teeth website or the app, or simply just check us out on YouTube, Red Web Pod, and we'll uh, we'll stream it at all destinations that you can find. We'll see you there. Otherwise, with that said, let's hear from some of our fantastic sponsors. This episode of Red Web is sponsored by HelloFresh. Remember all the New Year's goals you have for yourself? HelloFresh is here to help you out with eating better, all by delivering ingredients and easy recipes right to your door, taking the hassle out of dinner time. You'll only find quality ingredients in HelloFresh's recipes. In fact, ingredients travel from the farm to your home in less than seven days, so you know they're going to be fresh and tasty. Mm. And now, HelloFresh has 40 weekly recipes to choose from, so you can also get out of your recipe rut and treat yourself and your family to exciting new flavors and combinations every single week. Not to mention, HelloFresh will save you that weekly trip to the grocery store because their delicious chef-crafted recipes get delivered straight to you. So no more long checkout lines or searching for somewhere to park. I don't know if you have that experience, but I certainly do. I hate going to the grocery store. You can save all that time and spend it doing the things that you love and eating well with HelloFresh. If you want to do that, go to HelloFresh.com slash RedWeb65 and use code RedWeb65 for 65% off plus free shipping. That's 65% off plus free shipping at HelloFresh.com slash RedWeb65 and using that code RedWeb65. Hey, what's up, Task Force? This episode of RedWeb is sponsored by Rocket Money. Can you keep track of how much you spend on subscriptions every month? Most Americans think they spend around $80, but in reality, it's closer to $200. Uh, actually, this is pretty much fact. If you're not sure how much you're paying, then you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Rocket Money quickly finds and identifies all of your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want. So no dealing with tedious emails or phone calls to customer service. I've been using Rocket Money for about two months now. It's nice to have everything consolidated into one place. Um, like I was saying earlier, uh, yeah, I was spending around $200 on subscriptions. So it's nice to see that, oh, I don't use Tidal anymore. So let me go ahead and cancel that because it's $15 every month. And the nice little thing too is that I get an email uh, about weekly that tells me what I'm spending and how much I usually spend on that certain category. So it's very nice. So stop throwing away your money, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash redweb. That's rocketmoney.com slash redweb. This episode of Red Web is also sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. When we're doing great, we feel like we can tackle the world and no obstacle feels unmanageable. But other times, life can get bogged down and we can feel overwhelmed. That's where working with a therapist can really help. It can help you get closer to the best version of you so you're ready to tackle everything your life throws your way. And if you're thinking of trying out therapy, BetterHelp is a fantastic option. First, it's 100% online, so it's convenient. No need to stress about traffic and getting to an appointment on time or anything like that. Plus, BetterHelp is affordable and flexible. All you have to do is fill out a quick questionnaire and BetterHelp matches you with a licensed therapist. And if it's not a fit for you, you can switch your therapist at any time with no additional charge. It's nice and easy because it's built for you. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you work on the things and help you get to the best version of you. Visit betterhelp.com slash redweb to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash redweb. And with that said, Let's jump right back into the mystery. 
All right. So let's talk about some of the theories behind this fascinating internet mystery. A lot of details that came out in the investigation and even more details to come in exploring some of these theories. Before we dive in, I do want to do a temp check with you. How are you feeling? What are you thinking as far as this number? I'm thinking that this number was created by the PGA mm-hmm. to give people tips. And then from there, it was just left behind. Someone scooped it up, probably a golf fan, but scooped it up and went, this has enough traction or I can like, I guess, what if forever, for whatever reason, I'm kind of leaning towards more so just to, just as something to do. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, a lot of times, people just want something I to do. I have free time. Yeah. And went, I could put a little bit of money behind it with a pretty good chance of traction because this was used previously and people like golf, you know? Mm-hmm. I I never golfed. I mean, I mean, I mini golf, but like... I've top golfed. Yeah. But, you know... Just hit it really hard. It's not like so obscure to have it in a newspaper. It was previously used, previously advertised, and now you own it. You put it in a newspaper. It's gotta get some rings yeah i mean to your point if you could scoop it up after that weekend you've got a very recent advertisement promoting it why not just scoop up that as they say in the in the industry earned media but again how are you monetizing it anyway i don't know but uh no clue but as you were talking about it and i was thinking about top golf uh i i invented a new sport it's golf with a baseball bat i'm calling it golf. oh it sounds dangerous well it's unpredictable but it's fun Theory number one. Um, <laughs> sounds dangerous. Let's talk about the first theory. Uh, is this some sort of hybrid between social experiment, a joke, psychological experiment, or something in between? Some some test to kind of play with people and how they would interact with this phone infrastructure. Who's to say? Many people who called Golf Tip mentioned the paranoia surrounding their experience. And I think that maybe comes from the uniquely identified tone. It's unique. It certainly stands out like Bell wanted. I don't know if I don't know if it hit the feels that they were after. Right. If you don't know what that tone means. But also like how are you tracking or tracing it? Like there wasn't a website until way later. Mm-hmm. For sure. So what's the end game here? Even if it was to like, you know, I don't know, are you just listening to see what people are saying on the other line? That's a great point. Just because you're listening to the numbers doesn't mean that they can't be listening actively while that recording's playing. Yeah. Record that, put it somewhere, sell it, sell the numbers that are calling them as active numbers. That's how you get spam Ooh, calls. Yeah. I didn't even think about That's why that. I don't answer, even if it's like an Austin phone number, which is where we record this podcast, mm-hmm. I don't answer it unless I'm expecting a call. One, because I'm a millennial, and two, because I don't want to verify to any number that I'm active unless it's a purpose, right. purposeful call. Yep. So, hey, now some believe within the confines of this theory that somewhat seriously and somewhat in jest that some kind of psychological experiment could have been going on with this phone number. Many, like user Oh I Get Jokes, wondered why all of them remembered it so well and, quote, why were we all so fascinated in the first place, end quote. And again, that's kind of what we're exploring is what enters the the youth zeitgeist and why does it stick? I think there's a lot of curiosity there, but sometimes just because. I mean, yeah, it was simply just because. Curiosity. Right? It's a mystery. It's got enough backing it. It's got enough um, credible evidence. Mm-hmm. And it's got some recent discoveries. Absolutely. It makes for an easy, an easy like 
evening mystery dive. Oh yeah, especially with this in mind. So in addition to that, I mean, we talked about MK Ultra very recently. A, a lot of wild episode. stuff, very good. A lot of wild stuff going on in that. But that was declassified in the late 70s. And so that could be on someone's mind as they're thinking about this, because a lot of people felt that after calling the number or because of the, the crybaby tone in some way, that it was such a peculiar sound that they'd never heard before, that maybe these repeated numbers mixed with this crybaby tone, maybe they were being brainwashed. Maybe in some way it was instilling some sort of brainwashing or mind wiping into them. Or was this waking up agents? We talked a little bit about that sleeper agent stuff in the number stations episode recently. But yeah, that's that's really where a lot of the mystery probably caught its footing. Is like, is this mind control? I, I feel like the mind control is kind of a reach. Maybe, maybe. Someone can like, it, like it's got to be so strong that someone. I mean, sure, maybe you're activating someone like, like Marvel. Cinematic Universe, Winter Soldier style. But how is a count to 10 and then the siren going to just re-scramble your brain like right then and there? Right. I've had episodes of Barney scramble my brain more than that. Right. You and I, I like, yes, some methods of like reprogramming the brain is like consistently flashing images and, and like words and sounds and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But this is just, I mean, you just, it's so fast. And you're in control. Mm -hmm. I think it's it comes back to what we explained earlier. The tone was designed with psychology in mind to be somehow pleasing, yet also stand out as an error. And in that sense, it feels a little disorienting. So regardless of how far-fetched it might feel, I think that's why it really hooked people. And I just want to give some background, by the way, on the crybaby tone, because originally... When it was used, it was actually a person's voice that was singing that kind of undulations. It was a singer named Kitty Carlisle, and depending on the location, her voice was actually different, which only adds to the mystique of it all if you were to kind of talk with somebody from a different area. So oddly elaborate. Yeah. The Quebec recording was used in the recreation of 1-800-GOLF-TIP that we heard earlier. But it's, it, I think that's what it is, that vocal timbre. Because I couldn't feel out if it was analog or if it was someone's voice. Yeah. I, I thought it must be, to your point, some sort of like way they made sound effects. But yeah, that's what makes it feel eerie maybe is that it's a woman's voice. Yeah. I mean, listening to it like with that context, it does feel a little weird. I'm not sitting here thinking I'm bringing, I'm like I'm being brainwashed, mm -hmm. but I'm mind controlled. But I'm uh, sitting here just going, Why? You know, and and then you start to spiral into is it because <gasps> like oh. they're is it bad in any way? Maybe How so. So I'm so I'm looking more at my notes here, and I'm and I'm feeling out a few things. So this is an old old recording, um, obviously Kitty Carlisle from quite some time ago, but in 1941 maybe this is what it is. Uh, phone companies didn't want to pay Carlisle for basically royalties for her recordings. So Bell Labs digitally recreated her voice. And I think it is that uncanny valley that is piquing people's interests because you're, you're landing right in that like digital threshold as uh, computers and, and things come online. You're trying to recreate someone's voice, which we are evolutionarily programmed to, to recognize and know just like a face. And when it's just slightly off, it's it's weird. It's 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 weird. Yeah. It gives you that unsettling feeling. A lot of movies capitalize on this. 
but it was recorded at a, quote, danceable 120 BPM. The crybaby tone heard by those who called Golf Tip in the 90s was this recreation, not the original that we just played, but, but instead the digital recreation. So perhaps this humanness and this danceability to it, in Jillian's words, I love that, in addition to the hypnotic repetition, the oscillation, the uncanny valley of it all, is maybe what made it kind of an addictive mystery. It just gripped people so interestingly. Yeah, I mean, listening to it the second time, I was like, oh, maybe there's something a little unsettling there. I mean, that's what it is, though, it is. right? At first, it was weird. And then I was like, okay, hold on. This is a little unsettling on top yeah. of the weird. Like, what is the purpose, really? So this, this it kind of moved away from the idea of a, of, of a purposeful social experiment. But I do subscribe to some of the pieces happening here. What it does feel like is an amalgamation of accidents that coalesced into a mystery that had just enough interesting pieces all in the right places that it just entered the zeitgeist. It just entered common knowledge. How was it pieced together? I mean, the whole counting thing. I don't, that's the thing. Like it must be recording, right? It it doesn't go straight to the siren. Right. It goes to the counting and the siren. So it was, it's obviously like, yeah, no, you're right. There it's is a, a, there was a, a watchful hand somewhere in there in some, the early 90s. Yeah, somewhere in there, someone like mm. took the time. Do you feel different after in. hearing that? Are you, do you feel programmed? No. That's exactly what you should say when exactly. you're programmed. And I fooled everyone. <laughs> All right. Coming back to the invisible hand of the 90s, was this potential marketing? There was a billboard placed in Canada that was promoting the hotline as a place to get legitimate golf tips. And aside from the billboard, there were advertisements in newspapers and magazines. It's unknown if there were other billboards, but we simply couldn't find any other mentions outside of the one in Canada. Many Redditors described not thinking much of the number or its advertising until all their friends began talking about it. That's what really kind of keyed them in on this as a topic in the beginning, which is perfect advertising, by the way, to slip into your subconscious. What? But like, it's an advertisement for what? What am I supposed to be buying here? That's a good point. Like what? Like good question. What item or thought anything is supposed to pull money out of my wallet into yours? Sometimes it isn't about taking your money. Sometimes it's about. At this point, it's loud and clear. It's it's your data. And yes, this feels weird. Yes, it feels shallow. It's just a phone number. But again, in the 90s, that was essentially the equivalent of your entire internet footprint. Yeah. You know? Pull your phone number, and then they have your phone number, and they sell your data. Mm-hmm. So if they could just get a huge list of phone numbers, bada boom, bada bing. But again, you're, you're right, though. What are they marketing? If, it's, if we're talking about the theory of marketing, what is that part? Because that is positioning a product in front of you to get your money that's a good question right so i don't think it's marketing anything i think if anything it's what you said they're trying to steal data maybe so let's dive further oh i get jokes recounts the billboard as a quote full color with a close-up of a golf ball and a club angled away from the camera green grass some blue in the upper left 1-800 golf tip in big yellow 3d lettering so again is it marketing for golf products Is it marketing for the PGA Tour, for USA Today, because they partnered on that effort? Who knows? But the numbers spread to people all over North America, enticing them to call. And it's basically bringing golf to the top of their mind. So maybe, just like the FIFA World Cup, which happened recently, a lot of news coverage for a lot of different reasons, but it's 
pushing it into people's minds. And so people that maybe don't watch soccer or football suddenly start watching. And now the advertisements are working because that's what they pay for and da 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 You know? So just, it maybe is just a way to weasel a topic, golf, into people's minds. True. Them planning all the word of mouth spreading, though, that's one of the wrinkles. You can't anticipate virality. And one confirmed billboard, not much of a marketing spree. I just, it's just such a weird way to try and entice people to play golf. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Or watch golf. Right. Yeah. It's hard for me to think, because, you know, we recreate stuff. We market stuff, you know, like the sippy cup of knowledge. March 9th. But like we like there is no road or timeline or you, myself and Christian are sitting there and going, let's create a number. 1-800-SIPPY-CUP. Hold on. Write that down, Christian. Okay. <laughs> right. And then it has. It just spouts facts. <laughs> it just, it just, it, it, right. It, like for, for that to be like, that is how we get this sippy <gasps> cup off the ground even when then it, we're not even mentioning that like like we're not even right. selling the damn thing right there's no mention of it being a tangible viable product March right 9th. but yeah 1-800 no cup k-n-o-w cup possible maybe you have to buy that from mayfair or whatever <laughs> yeah but it's just like i like I, it's hard to believe i'm, I'm with you i feel that someone in like a corporate office was like this is how we're gonna yeah. market yeah and to lean into that gut instinct, I think that is a big wrinkle here with it being a marketing spree is that maybe it was marketing. Maybe it was marketing for this one weekend, December 3rd and 4th, 1994. And then whatever happened, it just happened. The billboard stayed up too long or no one came to buy that billboard. So they just left it like who knows mistakes happen. And then it just ended up feeling like it felt bigger than it actually was. True. But then again, like how, like who spliced in the counting? That's that's the, that's still that, the that, that is the part. If that it is was still the weird wrinkle. siren, I'm, sure. I'm glad you keep bringing it back to that because I, I keep it, kind of forgetting. I, it, it's just You're like right. someone had to go, like sit there and go, "I'm going to put this counting in." Yeah. For what reason? We'll never know. Now, before we move on to the next theory, I do want to add that there was another thread to this particular theory that was presented by YouTuber Barely Sociable. He suggested that perhaps it was being used for quote marketing led generation. Essentially, whoever advertised this number was trying to gather active phone numbers for telemarketing purposes. I'm on the same page as my there boy. Oh, there we go. Perhaps they were trying to sell golf-related products or needed active numbers of who might be interested because then someone could start cold calling you. Hello, ma'am or sir. I heard that you were interested in golf tips. We have a special on the number nine iron and <laughs> the number five wood. Uh, and if you're lucky, you can get a, a putter for free. Wow. I I hope I spoke in a in a language that makes sense cuz that's No, you did. I don't understand what I'm saying. Uh, I mean, it, look, I'm uh, selling this well. <laughs> I'm not going to buy it, but I'm also <laughs> not, but I'm also uh not your target audience. <laughs> but ultimately, I do want to close this theory out with the fact that we are unable to find verified verified proof of the Canadian billboard's existence. So again, as always, we want to be Ooh. honest with the data that's out, we're out there. We talk about the billboard, but it's so hard to find the verifiable stuff. So with that said, let's move on to the number station theory. Did a whole episode on the idea of number stations. If that sounds interesting to you, I encourage you to go check out that episode. It's fascinating. But is Golf Tip perhaps a subset of these number stations? Essentially, radio stations that broadcast 24 seven 
codes or numbers or keywords or, or things like that. And they all have different theories as to their purpose, what's behind them, where are they coming from, etc. But if you're trying to broadcast codes for someone to decipher, mm -hmm. why take a number that was any way, shape or form popular right. or like advertised, right? right? You think you'd want to be at least a little incognito. Mm -hmm. This is something that's like, oh, that number this was in famous for a weekend. Yeah. And it's not random. It's one through 10. Whereas one of the theories behind number stations is somebody could sit down and decode random numbers and characters Very or true. whatever. Very true. This is just one through 10. A terrible code, but maybe it means something deeper. I mean, you know, someone's passcode somewhere. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, absolutely atrocious. That's the keypad to get into the headquarters here at Task Force. So that's kind of our, our personal expounding upon this theory. But a user named 606, all numbers, it's theorized that maybe they are the same person as Reddit user 606. Oh. Yeah. They wrote about this on Hulver. Christian, do you know what Hulver is? How is Hulver? What's Hulver? It's a very weird site. It seems, it seems almost similar to 4chan. It's a site where you can make an account and then you can make essentially blog posts that okay. allow people to comment and engage with you and it seems like an aggregator of all of these different uh, users so, so you could have like personal pages and discussion forums on those personal pages so like zanga kind of yeah except <laughs> that's really old i just dated myself <laughs> except it doesn't seem like you can have a personal page it's just like oh, okay an aggregate of a bunch of different users got it so just like some sort of posts. message board yeah, kind of like a message board. It's it's very strange. And like a blog format. Yeah, yeah. Message board in a blog format is a good way to summarize. Hmm. Well, on this very strange blog-oriented website, 606 wrote about Golf Tip. And this was in 2004, to go ahead and date Fredo. Um, oh, no. <laughs> so this individual theorized that the number's purpose was a number station. They also said, like previously mentioned users, they would call many different funny or unusual combinations of phone numbers to see what would happen, see who was on the other side. One of them was actually 1-800-FISH-TIP. I'm just going to say, same disclaimer, I don't know anything about that phone number, but they claimed that FISH-TIP had the exact same recording of the counting. 606 worried that the government was aware that they called the number and felt like they could be being watched now, suddenly that, you know, maybe some secretive agents were following them around or peering well, through their for windows. For what reason? I don't know. It's, I think it's just paranoia, you know? I mean, I... Start dabbling with a weird tone. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. It's just paranoia. It's also early internet. And you remember, right? Like, right. don't don't put your personal stuff on yeah. there. Don't poke around. It's spooky. It's anonymous. I mean, now we all kind of get it and go, whatever. Fish tip is still active to this day. So again, disclaimer, but... It is owned by Primetel, which is interesting. And I believe it's also the explicit hotline. So there you go. Jillian uh, called and confirmed. It is oh, poor hotline. Jillian. Uh, <laughs> bless her because I would have, you know. Jillian called and confirmed for 15 whole minutes. That is in fact, <laughs> explicit hotline. It's just really just deep make sure. investigation work going on there. Yeah. Doesn't just in case anything else popped up. Mm-hmm. Now, to, to address the potential cynics in the room, the major reason this theory is probably untrue is because 800 numbers have a call record, which would defeat the purpose of secrecy to any listener trying to call in and decode some sort of mysterious cryptic message. 
which would undo any sort of spy or espionage activity. And with no difference in numbers, there is no coded message, of course, right? The one through 10 repeated. So the last theory I want to discuss is that of a placeholder test. I think this, because I kept kind of forgetting about the elephant in the room, the recorded numbers and then the tone, it's a really interesting theory. And I think it might answer the question that you have, like who did it and why? So let's talk about that. Of course, looking back at the Tampa Times advertisement, it's confirmed that at least at one point in time, there was a documented clear owner, the PGA. This led to a strong theory that what people could be hearing when they called was simply a placeholder test, just something to park the phone number. Many online, including Oh, I Get Jokes, consider golf tips solved with this theory. Now let's take you back to 94 again, because after the weekend of December 3rd, 1994, golf tip could have remained under the PGA control. Remember, like when you buy a website, you don't buy it for a few days. You usually buy it in lots of a year or a half a decade. So maybe they bought this number for the weekend, but they could only, but they had to buy it for a decade. Right. But then have that as a placeholder, Mm -hmm. put some audio, some counting, maybe a siren thing. Right. They could have done that themselves, of course, but it also could have been turned over to what is known as the central office, who they themselves could have essentially parked it by playing this placeholder test message until it was eventually repossessed. Websites do this all the time. But if you go to any sort of web page now, you're going to end up with a splash page. You're going to see the domain organizer, like a GoDaddy, that owns that domain and they wait for someone to come to them to buy it. Or it could be just a placeholder page from an individual, but basically saying that maybe this test, this audio is just a way to say it's owned, but inactive. Yeah. I mean, honestly, probably the answer. They just threw something on there to hold its place. It cost them nothing to just keep it. And that's where we're at. Mm -hmm. So with regards to the central office, it's in charge of switching trunks once they time out, which is why... This number might have bounced back to them if the PGA is like, "Eh, we don't care about this. Right. Yeah. You still own it. You still paid for it. But we'll just push everything to this random recording until people get the idea that it's gone. Uh Now, a placeholder test message plays when the trunk times out. Most trunk lines are available at a monthly rate. The PGA likely had to purchase a month's worth of occupancy on this trunk line, even though they only intended to use it for one weekend. And given that it is a a big association, I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up with a month-to-month subscription that they paid for for years and just never knew. Because that's an accounting rounding error for such a big company. 50 bucks. I don't know what a phone number would cost, but, you know, a couple hundred bucks here and there hidden amongst thousands and millions. Right. Maybe they then owned it with those placeholders for a while. Some some accountant later on said, oh, God, we got to cut well, that. Yeah, and they're, then Mayfair you comes know, They're too busy, like, running, you know, I don't know if you've heard of it, golf, you know. No, I haven't. And Break this down. Of, you use a baseball bat? You use a thin baseball bat. Oh, And you hit a very small basketball. Oh, what you're talking about is basketball. I mean, one of those weird sports that, like, I don't know, like, like there's the movie Dodgeball, and I always wish it was like a thing because they <laughs> they, they make a joke on there where it's like it's on ESPN eight the Ocho, yeah, and it's yeah. just like it just shows a montage of like different sports, and it's mm-hmm. like a squirrel being pulled by a little like 
boat and he's like water skiing what and i'm just like <laughs> and i'm just like i want a weird like you know what i mean and like golf would be that a sport that's shown on there yeah because there's all kinds of very unique sports that actually are like things. oh yeah i just don't know if there's like a i mean there probably is a place that hosts all of them yeah i mean but, espn gets at least up to four i don't know how much higher it goes from yeah. there but but yeah i mean an that's old all- co-worker of mine used to play ultimate frisbee and that's where the games would be played on uh, those higher ESPN channels. Weird. Yeah. Frisbee. All right. Write this down, Christian. Basketball. F- we're slowly on to something. And that sounded like gibberish. Uh, it's basketball. Just, it's very he long just slammed on his keyboard. <laughs> mm. Fired off. T- <laughs> uh, okay. But I don't know. I, I, think, I think I agree with Reddit user. Oh, I get jokes. I think that this does very nicely addressed. It's not as interesting of an answer. It's not as dark as people might want, given the paranoia around it. But I think the placeholder test, I think the accidentally keeping the phone number live, but with a placeholder for too long until, uh, you know, Mayfair came through. Yeah, it sparked intrigue. But I think this one, I think this one's answered. I don't know. What do you think? In my mind, it is. Yeah. I feel like it's just a placeholder. Um, The PGA is just like, we got too many things that we're worrying about. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, we got all these top golfers like Buck Johnson. <laughs> Dude, talk about Buck Johnson. Talk about Arnold good, Palmer. Sounds like a golfer. Dude, Buck Johnson, classic. Sounds like a golfer. Well, I think I think I think what you're getting at. I think the reason why you understand they're that just, they're busy. Well, they are busy. And it's, it's like one of the million things that's neglected. It's like it's you're it's, talking. Okay, hold on, Buck stuff. Johnson. I need to give him his his moment of fame because I think what you've identified is is, is called cryptomnesia when you forgot where you got the information from. Uh, he's a switch foot player in basketball. He's one of our top tiers. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. He's leading the league right now right. with about 15 slams. So, <laughs> right. And you go, how legit is this league? And you go, oh, pretty legit. And then like everyone yeah. behind, the, like the referee is a task force member right. in, in accounting. <laughs> like it's just completely low level. Yeah, dude. Like D, like not even D level sports. It's just the lowest of the low. Right. It's played. Highly our, respected. It's, it's played just in our parking lot. Right. <laughs> We've got a whole room we for it. Actually. Barely have enough. Like task force members that participate, right? But it every, keeps it going every other week. But yeah, but when Buck Johnson comes out, he struggles <laughs> out of his car. He he drives a Mini Cooper. He's got shoulders like a god, uh, shoulders like a logger. It um, sounds like a damn sp- it's like golfer <laughs> name. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we've come to the mush part of the episode here at the end. But task force, uh, man, I'm I'm very happy that we got to get back into our bread and butter where we where we started it all with internet mysteries let us know uh you know if you subscribe to the placeholder test if you've heard of this before i'd be very interested to know yeah and what famous golfer do you know <laughs> yeah and is his name real who knows by the way now here at the end of the podcast my canadian girlfriend has not heard of 1-800 golf tip oh okay not a golfer now i'm going to start doubting not a golfer, not from Ottawa. Lied oh, to me this whole time. There's the mystery. <laughs> that must be the truth. <laughs> anyway, Task Force Fredo, Christian, I will see you all next Monday, right back here for another mystery. <laughs>